Hey everybody, Jeff here, coming to you real quick, just to let you know that what you are about to hear is a combination of two different recordings of the Geek News. Uh, we do have two episodes that are in the editing queue, so I took the Geek News uh, that we were behind on and combined them. Some of this is uh, somewhat old news now, but the pieces I left in were more about just sharing with you guys and hearing the conversation we had. Plus, the uh, first one that you'll hear has Anime Don on because the next episode, main episode that I am editing right now, is the episode with Anime Don is on it. Uh, we're going to drop in the Lego segment, so it's going to be a uh, event-filled episode, if you will. Um, so, working on that right now, and in the meantime, here's some geek news for you guys. And now it's time for Geek News with anime. With anime. Proudly sponsored by Matt Warden, one of our Patreon supporters. Thanks, Matt. And we'll get to that in a little while. I do not have a lot, and I would be very surprised if you and I don't cross on a few things at least. So how about I go first then? There you go. On the movie side, oh I might actually step on two people here tonight. All right. Sony. It's like your dream. It is. You have news? No. You have news? No. Shut up and listen to me talk. I have all the news. I know all the things. (laughs) Sony has registered eight URLs related to Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan, the movie.net, Attack on Titan.com, the Attack on Titan movie.org. Dot guru dot Attack sex. on Titan, oh. the official porn parody. Right. Dot- <laughs> <laughs> they might as well stay in the business, you know. <laughs> so given that they have registered eight uh, separate and individual URLs, people are thinking they might be going towards a live action or, or a feature film, I should say, especially since many of them say movie in the title. <laughs> but um, they have done this before with other big properties and nothing has come of it. They're probably banking on the uh, Japanese theme park, right? <laughs> Too. See how well that does with our new rides and stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's from Valiant. But I'll get there. Um, yeah, but... <laughs> well, okay, so I'll move right Oh, on well, yeah, the other one. We, we talked about it briefly, but yeah. You, yeah, you've got an update for it? Oh, no, no, it's not a... Valiant Entertainment and DMG Entertainment from China have entered into a partnership to do properties based on the Valiant comics for movies, internationally, I assume. Because then they break it down into stuff specific to the Asian language market, going into things like uh, apparel, toys, and surprisingly to me, but perhaps it shouldn't be, theme parks. <laughs> and I don't see, personally, I don't think rye would go over well in Asia. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> kind of whitewashing a big chunk of their culture. Eh, who knows? I just don't see the appeal for an entire Valiant theme park, or maybe even like, valiant world in a theme park kind of a thing <laughs> but i was i mean you go guys you're kind of treading water right now your comics are selling but no better than they did in the 90s the first time you went under and the second time so good on them mezco is going to be releasing a 15 inch talking chucky doll from yes. child's play <laughs> In September, they have... should give it a pet Furby if they really want to go for the creep out factor. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should just come with, uh, well, that would have been a good joke if I could remember her name. It's slotted for September at 99 I bucks. can remember it, but I'm pretty sure it's not a good joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm done. 
on the game side, AEG. They picked up my expansion? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they, uh... Come on. I don't know if they just assume that their buyers are just as rabid zombies as, say, Plat Hat Games people are, but they are <laughs> releasing the Game of Crowns. I'm not sure if this was a parody news release. I had to check that it wasn't April 1st. <laughs> or The Onion. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> the Game of Crowns in June, four to nine players, MSRP $29.99, uh, where you are the head of one of the nine houses in a kingdom where the overall king has recently died, and you are vying through politics and intrigue in your cards to... Become the king of these nine kingdoms. <laughs> Not seven, mind you. Nine kingdoms. I just, I was baffled that they would do this. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is maybe one of their previous big in Japan games and it's just getting re, redone now. I didn't really look into it, but it seemed like an entirely new release. And <laughs> come on, dude. Just, you couldn't get the Game of Thrones license? What? I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> I want to play House Slurk. <laughs> King Jaffrey is just a douche. I want to get sent to the window. <laughs> Make him swim, mommy. Make him swim. I'll take the chartreuse. <laughs> Cut off my offhand. I could never hold a dagger or a shield now. My LARPing days are done. This has got to stop, seriously. <laughs> you started that. I did. Peterson Games is going to be kickstarting two Orcs Must Die related board games. They are just keeping the whole desktop tower defense kind of thing. It's going to be two different games. One is going to be kind of hero based and the other one you're going to be kind of orc based by the sounds of it. Both games are going to have a crap ton of cardboard and at least 43 28 millimeter figures. I liked the game. It was a cool game. I think it's a game that would actually translate well to a tabletop. Don't know why you need two. Don't, well, I guess they explained why they're doing it two ways. Uh, they don't have a date yet for when the Kickstarter is going to start, but I will definitely check that out when it goes live just to see what all they're doing. Cause that was kind of a fun game. Yeah, it was a fun game. It'll be interesting more for me to see what they're bringing to the, the tower defense board games you know we've already got several yep so what are what are they bringing other than the license uh hopefully they're bringing something a little bit different yeah it'd be nice if they did uh like the traps and stuff like that just yeah especially the traps but the way you know you can also ooh, like escape timed yeah yeah that would be good that would be good (laughs) Ah. you can have that one for free if you give us a good game <laughs> uh, GW Games Workshop is currently taking orders for their next end of time book. It's going to be Archeon. They've got their pre-orders up for the books, but the deluxe edition is sold out. So if you were hoping to spend a hundred dollars for a hardcover book with a slipcover, yeah, they're all gone. Otherwise, the regular books, the hardcover and the softcover are there, and uh, some of the new figs are already up. And as always, what they do with their new stuff, they're bundling stuff too. So if you want to spend a hundred bucks, you can do that. If you want to spend five hundred bucks, they can probably hook you up there too with one click. FFG has announced their first Warhammer 40k Conquest big box expansion. It's the Great Devourer, and they're adding Tyranid to the mix. It's going to be heavily Tyranid-themed, as all the big boxes are. It's one theme, but then they're adding a splash of everything that's currently there, so you can 
if you don't, as they say, if you don't like Tyranid, you can still use the other cards. Well, this is not anybody's first time to the big box expansion. It's going to be 90% Tyranid. So if you want to pay 30 <laughs> to 40 bucks for those other 10 cards, feel free, people. But I would say just ignore it. I like the Nids. I tried playing them a little while. They are kind of fun in a kind of swarm. They're Zerglings. Well, I guess technically the Zerglings are them. But, you know, that's one of those games that I wanted to like. Hell, I wanted to buy, <laughs> just to have so little time for two-player games that I didn't want to sit up on the shelf with the rest of my FFG LCG boxes that just gathered <laughs> dust. But I'm glad they're having enough success with this, at least, that they've gotten to the first big box expansion. Uh, that is scheduled for Q2, uh, so hopefully there'll be no more dock delays or printer fires in China. Interplay has uh, put the release date for their My Little Pony collectible card game Absolute Discord expansion. Uh, their pre-release date is going to be April 24. Their full release date is May 8th. So April 24 for anybody running a pre-release tournament. Their packs are going to have each support set is going to be for 12 players, I believe they said. So you'll need to run multiples if you have, buy multiples if you have more than 12 players playing at the store or wherever. You know, this game is just crazy popular. Anywhere except the Midwest. Good on you, Underplay. I mean, milk it. Go bronies. And that's what I got on the news. All right. Ghostbusters. Everybody that was complaining about the fact that, you know, your Ghostbusters is ruined because there's a female cast. Well, apparently somebody's listening because now there's a Ghostbusters with a male cast. I don't know. Whatever. Either way. I, I, I wasn't upset about the first one. I was, I, I'm willing to check it out. I don't care either I way about the second I didn't care either one. way before, but now that they've done this, I'm like, <laughs> screw you, Sony, or whoever it is. It's, <laughs> this is just stupid. And then we've got uh, the Walking Dead spinoff has been picked up for two, two seasons, seasons before two. airing, uh, uh, uh. but it is the... Uh, Six episode first season, like they did with the original Walking Dead, and then 13 episodes for the second season. So they didn't go. Which will also be on a farm. <laughs> Actually, it'll be, it's in the LA area. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going other side of the, of the America. <laughs> yeah. It'll be in a apartment tenement. There'll be <laughs> yeah. uh, some scenes in a stadium at the Staples Center. Fighting out zombies on the Hollywood sign. Gangers. Some, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that that is, all sounds so familiar. Like we listened to that story already. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, uh, the game design contest. Jordan and I are judging a game design contest. I'm judging harshly. Yeah, you're always judging harshly. <laughs> so uh, you know, I do, and I'm surprised that so many people have come onto the show and have not said meaner things about me. <laughs> It's like a goal? Is that, is that <laughs> just, your new resolution for 2015? I have thick skin people and I will call myself a dick long before anybody else in the room does. I know it. <laughs> All right. So maybe not be a dick for a while. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so the game design contest, uh, that is in cooperation with the game crafter and game hall con and Jordan and I are judging it. And I believe you have until September 8th, 2015, 6 a.m. Central Time to get in your entry. And again, that's a take that style game. Uh, so extra bonus points if you make Jordan and I swear at each other more than we already do. Uh, Which is a high bar, people. But so. but you can't cross the line. You can't make us swear at the game. 
because then you'll lose points. <laughs> but we are going to be judging that contest, and the winners will be announced at Game Hall Con, and there's a slew of prizes to go along with that, including they had a nice, like, uh, statue made of this, like their their mascot knight, and and that they're giving to this one in the RPG contest. So it's it's pretty cool. They've they've gone all out for their first contest that they're uh, they're putting on at the convention. And of course, as I said uh, when we started, Matt Warden is sponsoring our Geek News because he supported us over on Patreon, and we uh, are on Patreon that that has launched. We are doing. Very, very well. You will hear more about that in the main episode coming up after uh, Geek News. But we love the support so far. But if you go over to patreon.com slash allusgeeks, and that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash allusgeeks, uh, you can check out how to support us on a monthly basis. And uh, basically, one of the ways that we are recognizing people that support us that way is each of the segments will have a patreon sponsor and that is what i have don go all right uh first up toonami's getting some new shows or rather this one's a little old now beginning of february they got uh, kill a kill i've yet to see that i'm excited too i'm still collecting the blu-rays i've heard good things about it but yeah i haven't watched it either yeah it's another one of those super expensive shows <laughs> dang it and um march 28th they're getting sword art online too so yay this uh, last Christmas, when I was trying to watch Country Roll, I was pissed off that it wasn't working. Turns out they were hit by a denial of service attack, which they claim was the same scale as the Sony one, which I don't know what that means. But that took it down for a while, so that's kind of interesting that someone actually attacked their site. I don't know why well, anyone would. That's really saying something, because the scale of the Sony one just indicates how shitty Sony security really is. Yeah, so yeah. That really was, don't compare yourself to that. People. <laughs> You're downgrading yourself. <laughs> but they've done a few other things lately. They released an app for the Wii U, which I, I love my Wii U, but I have my PS3 app, so I don't really care. But it's nice for Wii U users. And another thing, it turns out that some licenses that they get come prepackaged with a whole bunch of licenses, including the home video ones. So some of these shows I watch on there, and I'm wondering, why hasn't this come out here yet? Well, it turns out that Crunchyroll has been sitting on their license. Well, they're actually starting to distribute these now. They got a partnership with Discotech Entertainment, who is doing the production and release for them. Uh, Funimation is stepping up their game as well. Um, until now, they've been streaming only in the U.S., but now they're uh, looking to stream in other regions as well. They released a PS3 app a couple months ago. I'm super happy about that. It is far better than their mobile app, their tablet and phone app. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, they haven't put on advanced features like search yet. No, no. If you don't have a queue. <laughs> that's, that's advanced. You, <laughs> they don't, don't have, a, have queue, a queue. They don't just, have search. Nope. So they're missing some fairly basic stuff so far, but I'm still very happy with it, and it works pretty well. Well, with the tablet app, you couldn't even log in it would tell you to log in and you would log in and it would show your queue and then you select something and then it would tell you to log in again uh, and you could never actually get to anything <laughs> that's just embarrassing <laughs> i haven't had a problem with their app really so i've been i was very happy to see that they got that uh funimation is also working with their broadcast dubs i talked about this last time that they were doing it for last quarter well they're really stepping up last time they were doing it for two shows this time they're doing another 10 so apparently it's working well for them, and uh, they got their systems in place and really up and running. They're not the only ones doing this now either. 
Anaplex, who is streaming Dorara X2 through Crunchyroll as well as other places, is now going to be streaming a dub for that, even though it's still coming out. <laughs> so these um, simul dubs aren't exactly s- simultaneous. They're a month or two later, but they're still pretty darn close. And it seems to be spreading quickly, uh, the use of these. And one last thing, kind of a weird thing. ADV Films used to be the big giant in anime 10 or so years ago, and they had some legal troubles and they got broken up into small companies. Well, their website got a surprising update recently with something that looks like a counter on it, but doesn't really seem to be. So no one really knows what this means. The end of it is going to be a big middle finger. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know. That's all I got. So that is Geek News. And now it's time for Geek News. Sponsored by our Patreon supporter, Ryan C. Thank you very much, Ryan, for supporting us over on Patreon. With extra allergies. (laughs) Yay, me. With extra editing. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait. Let me use my favorite line. Don't worry. I'll edit that out. I really won't. I'm going to be lazy like other podcasters who say that and never take it out. I just heard you say you were going to take it out, and then it was all there. Pet peeve number one. In the comic news, in the team up that nobody was looking for, DC and IDW are teaming up, and in July they're doing a Star Trek Green Lantern crossover. Why? I don't know. (laughs) Moving right along, Marvel announced today ahead of a comic book that was leaked. That would be all new X-Men number 40 that is released tomorrow or a couple days ago, depending on when this gets out. Wednesday. Or weeks ago. The 22nd. They are announcing that Bobby Drake is going to come out as gay. So one of the original X-Men, gay. I'm all for inclusiveness, but I really wish Marvel would just make new characters. Yeah, I mean, it's... I agree with you just from the aspect of you're doing a heck of a retcon because it's not like he hasn't pursued people. Well, yeah, especially since because this is the young Bobby Drake from that got pulled through time. Mm -hmm. So young Bobby Drake is gay. And it's actually kind of a skeevy way they've done it because Jean Grey is going through his head and kind of outs him as, oh, he's gay. (laughs) But he's been in the closet for so long because he thought that was worse than being a mutant. So he could he could deal with being a mutant, but with people knowing he was a mutant, but not people knowing he was gay. So that's kind of a yeah skeevy way of doing it, I think. And then he's in a timeline with future Bobby Drake, who is, to the best of everybody's knowledge, straight. Yeah. So there's... Yeah, I, just, I, I don't know if I care for that either the way they're kind of going about it i mean you know back when they did the 2099 series if they would have made somebody from the 2099 series gay who cares it's a whole different Mm -hmm. alternate thing but this is yeah just kind of weird to me it's just kind of doing it to do it instead of but yeah introduce new characters that haven't been around forever and just just come in that way and i have zero issue with it it was well accepted in the runaways and you know, uh, and they did it with um, North Star and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Quicksilver. You know, there are ways to do it, even using new uh, existing characters. But this just smacks as sales and X titles are low. <laughs> That's probably a jaded thing. May, maybe make less than 200 X titles and, <laughs> and put quality into the few you make. Ah, you have not read Marvel in a long time. Then. 
Movie side, the Captain Marvel movie has gotten its writers, Nicole Perlman and Meg LaFauve. These are people that have done, uh, Nicole Perlman co-wrote the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, I believe. And Meg LaFauve has done work with Disney and Pixar. So these are established writers, if not necessarily um, household names. So she's getting uh, her writers. So hopefully she will get a good story from these writers. Valiant Entertainment has announced a deal with Sony to make five movies, two Bloodshots, two Harbingers, and then a Harbinger's War, uh, Harbinger Wars movie starting in 2017. Valiant's really been working hard the last five, six months to find relevance. Well, that too. <laughs> I will say grow their name. All right, fine. Be nicer about it. <laughs> Since when did you become the voice of reason on this podcast? Well, when you dropped the hammer I was about to drop, I guess I had to take the opposing point of view, the kinder point of view. As you said, I really don't care. I'm just reporting it because it's news. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, good on them. And if they can make decent movies out, I'm sure I'll, I'll obviously watch them. But it's the movies that nobody's asked for, really. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, even the diehard Valiant fans, like the two of them are just, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of strange to they, me. They they have not recaptured what made them big in the nineties. And I, honestly, I was not keen on them in the nineties for the most part. I guess so. I mean, if you're trying to maybe break into that area, it's probably not that expensive of a license to get and they they would appreciate the boost and so I mean I, I guess it could work out and you know, a studio can I mean I don't know do what Sony's takeaway from this is. It, it this <laughs> seems like well, not to say desperation, because Spider-Man makes money for them no matter how bad, how bad the movie is, but I guess I don't know what they're getting out of it, other than hopefully they think that this is a jumping off point for, like you say, a really low, a really high ROI, you know, for a really low investment. Yeah, and I mean, maybe just, I mean, they, they still see the money on the table potentially, but their association with Marvel titles obviously is waning very much at least until disney kind of helps them get it back on their feet with with spider-man and they go thank you we'll take it from here and screw it over <laughs> but so i mean just sinister six yeah i don't know just maybe getting into a, a different realm and get everybody off the mindset of sony and marvel together kind of thing but we still have a superhero property who knows i don't know we'll see how it goes it's nothing that i'm really <laughs> interested in uh, Stephen Moffat has confirmed that, uh, there are plans with BBC and BBCA to, or to do, or BBC Worldwide, I guess, technically, to do five more years worth of Doctor Who stories. And in a recent part of the stuff that WikiLeaks released from the Sony hack was that they had been in contact, Sony had been in contact with BBC WW to do a Doctor Who movie, which they said they didn't want to do right now, but maybe later. I would just like to see five years of not making me regret watching the show, first of all, before they make a movie that I will regret going to see. So five more years. Uh, if Moffat, 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 Moffat remains the showrunner and we just get five more years of what we've had for the last two. Eh, mediocrity. <laughs> On the gaming side. There he is. <laughs> I admit it. It's mediocre at best. <laughs> Upper Deck has announced the Versus system will be released in July. Mm, uh, yes. They're new and rebooted. Uh, it's going to be a $50 price point. You're going to get 400 cards in this box. It is going to be essentially all the mechanics uh, with a few tweaks that made, depending on your viewpoint, either the Versus system so awesome or so 
damn annoying and <laughs> finicky. I think 50 bucks for 400 cards is pretty good, uh, especially since there's no CC collectible card game element to it. They said that they have other... This does not make me have confidence in the game. Well, I wasn't going to get it anyways because Marvel, because Upper Deck only has the Marvel license, but they said they already have a variety of expansions planned. Aliens, Predator, Crow, and Firefly. No mention of other comic expansions, though. <laughs> so just a series of one shots, or maybe they will be uh, interchangeable, like with uh, the legendary system. But if it's just going to be the legendary system, why not just roll all this into legendary which they are because there's legendary encounters alien and they've announced legendary encounters predator so not quite sure why they're doing this other than because they can whatever if somebody i know buys it i will play it idw has announced a variety of powers games uh that they're going to start rolling out in 2016 uh board games card games and dice games not a lot of details on those yet other than that is what they have said board card and dice in 2016 <laughs> Hopefully it'll be a good mix of comic art and TV stills because I've been really enjoying the TV show. So if they integrated stills from that, that would be cool. But I really like the uh, the oming art from from the books, too. Uh, Yellow Games has announced a couple new games for this year. Uh, Medieval Academy, a card drafting game where you are a squire trying to get the highest points in a variety of uh, nightly K-N-I-G-H-T-L-Y uh, categories <laughs> and Kabuki, which is a game I will never play because it's a memory game where you have to uh, remember what's in what stack so you can try to... Uh, memory game lost it for me right there. I <laughs> can't remember my underwear on most days, let alone try to do that as a competitive game. What what, what What's today? <laughs> today was Commando Day. Oh, goody. <laughs> <laughs> Assless chaps. You're welcome, people. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> FFG has announced uh, X-Wing Wave 7. It's going to be four new ships. All of them are EU ships, because I'm pretty sure they're out of core ships until the movies come out. And I don't think they've announced whether they're going to be doing core mo- uh, the next trilogy's movies ships. Well, that was a horrible send. Anyways, uh, Helen's Tooth, which is Bosk's ship. It's going to be on a large base, and it's an MSRP of 40 bucks. And I'm not going to pay 40 bucks for anything related to Bosk because he's a horrible character and I hate him. Uh, <laughs> Thai Punisher, which uh, is a beefed up Thai bomber. The K-Wing, which is a rebel ship. They're getting a bomber kind of escort type ship. It'll be interesting to see how the rules for that, because that's one of the EU ships that I really liked, especially in which game was it? I think I Rogue Squadron, I think the first Rogue Squadron game was the first place I saw that. Anyways, uh, it's a cool ship. And then the Kiraz Fighter, which is a uh, Black Sun combat ship. So no date on that beyond third quarter. So probably, you know, very late third quarter, which is what they tend to do. Spartan Games has a new uh, advert out uh, announcing the upcoming pre-orders for Halo Fleet Battles. Uh, they'll be taking pre-orders soon because they're having a release uh, this summer. I mentioned earlier the two Halo games. Uh, this is Fleet Battles, so this is the the spaceship combat one. There, I've got no no info on the uh, what I'm assuming is going to be Master Chief and Spartans and their their Gropo type stuff. But Fleet Battles sometime this summer. And Asmo Days of Wonder has announced uh, Five Tribes expansion, uh, Artisans of Nakala for release at Gen Con. Uh, not limited release. They say it's going to be a full on commercial general release at Gen. 
So uh, everybody's running around trying to get their first edition five tribes before it gets rebranded, renamed, and has their slaves removed. Everybody likes their slave action. That might have already happened because I think Cool Stuff just restocked it. So I'm oh, yeah? assuming that's they've got probably the updated version. Okay. So now you can get your, your slaves and your artisans going come Gen Con time. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't understand the kerfuffle about that. There's lots of games with slaves actually called slaves. Right. You know, so actually uh, we just played one recently. I don't know why five tribes got, got the grill for it. I really, yeah. I don't cause uh, who cares? I just, I don't understand why they got taken to task for it. And uh, yeah, that's what I got for the news. All right. So I don't have a ton. Um, and a couple of things came to me while we were, ta- while we were talking here. The club is, uh, kind of revamping, retooling a little bit. So David's working on that over at Club Fantasy. Uh, we are still a part of it very much. So David and I have had a couple conversations around it and he's going to send me whatever he comes up with for the revamp and we're going to kind of move forward together. But the club was put together to kind of do some cross promotion from various people in the gaming media realm and we'd like to see it kind of continue it was about uh cross promotion and community so i'm i'm on board so we'll see what happens there but we are still part of the club uh just haven't really been talking about it that much lately because it's kind of stagnated a little bit and that's what david wants to kind of give it a kickstart again and general united geeks network stuff uh actually not even really probably more just like all this geek stuff i don't think that I'm aware of anything major going on in our uh, network right now, other than uh, Broken Prism Reviews. Matthew, Matthew Robinson, he just got uh, married this past week. Woo-hoo! So he's on his honeymoon right now. So congratulations, Matthew. Uh, but for us, uh, let's see, we talked about it a little bit, but the game design contest that we are judging, and that is a combination of the Game Crafter and Game Hole Con and us here at All Us Geeks. And it is a take that challenge. You have to make a game that has a take that slash screw your neighbor mechanic to it. Uh, you can find that over at the Game Crafter, all of the contest rules. And you have until September 8th, 2015 at uh, 6 a.m. Central time, basically, to get those submissions in. Uh, and then sometime after that, Jordan and I will sit down with them, swear at each other, find out which one makes us swear more. It will not be at six oh five a.m. Just <laughs> no, just so you know. No. Don't they, hold your breath. <laughs> they have they have. Luckily, they have to print them and send them to us. And actually, there's a whole community voting process, and then we whittle down into the top three seven. Then we get to actually look at them. And the uh, winner for that will be announced at Gamehole Con. Still looking forward to that. Should be fun. Just a quick update on our Patreon page. We are at $125.85 a month. Woo! Woo! So that is where we stand right now, and that is awesome. Uh, again, we appreciate everybody that supports us over at Patreon. And uh, we are still looking to potentially hit some of those milestones that we have there that will not only next year allow us to give more to charity, but some other cool things that we've kind of got in the works there as well. Speaking of Patreon, this weekend, I'm actually going to be doing our second Google Hangout with some of our Patreon supporters. So we do a monthly Patreon or a monthly Google Hangout with our some of our Patreon supporters. Uh, and you could be a part of that as well if you head over to Patreon and, and see how to get involved in that and how to get an invite. Draft picks are back. Woo-hoo! Woo! 
That's the thing I know a lot of people are excited about. Uh, I have one that I wish I could have already edited, but I'm hoping to get some time to edit it and put it in our Patreon feed tomorrow so that it can go to our regular feed on Friday. So draft picks are back. Jacob and Sarah are doing a really good job with that so far. And so it's good to have that back. I know a lot of people have been asking about it. And nothing else. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Circling back a little bit, though, uh, talking about our Patreon and our pledge drive. That was awesome and amazing. So thank you to everybody that supported that during the 31 days of podcasting. We ended up giving $350.89 to charity, which I think is awesome. So again, we did the Jack Vassal Memorial Fund. Uh, and that was pretty cool. And I think that was a very good amount. Somebody had asked me if how we did the first year compared to the second year that we did it. And I told them it wasn't necessarily a direct comparison, but I would have to probably say overall the second year we did a lot better just because we did not have the auction element. Yes. Where we raised a bunch of money and still ended up giving 300 and something to the Jack Vassal Memorial Fund. So I would say in the grand scheme of things, I think this second year uh, we did end up raising a lot more and we're able to more purely, I guess, give yeah, money to charity. Yeah, th- because this was just straight up donations and and changing the percentage uh, through Patreon support as we reached milestones. So this was, like you say, no... No added frills. There was no auctions. There was no right. T-shirts. There was nothing else. This was just straight up community interaction. Yep. And kind of what we did, which we'll be announcing here soonish, was doing the unlock for the prize package in lieu of doing the auction kind of stuff because the auction did kind of take a lot out of everyone involved and sadly kind of Especially made me that a little one BGG yeah, made me a little bitter about BGG for a minute or two. Uh, so I just wanted to avoid that whole headache again this year and, and really focus in on the charity thing. So we do have the games that we'll be giving away and I'll be setting up that uh, contest very soon here. Uh, I want to kind of get it up and running in the near future because uh, I do have another contest that we're, I'm working with somebody that's going to be relaunching a Kickstarter that they want to do through us. So uh, I want to make sure we get that one done, at least close to done even before um, we launch the second one. There are some new All Us Geek services. I don't know if anybody's seen those, but we do have the Kickstarter video voiceover and the gameplay video. Um, and I know at least one person has suggested that we uh, throw up an example of a gameplay video, and I will be doing that in the very near future because we are creating one for somebody. So those services are available over on All Us Geeks now and kind of toying around with so a couple of potential other services, mostly talk about it with a lot of people over at the Game Crafter and what kind of services we can kind of provide to the indie game designers and, and what they need and kind of weighing what they need versus time it takes and and what we need to make it worth uh, the time it takes. So uh, if you have any uh, suggestions for potential services that we could provide, just uh, go ahead and let us know. You can use our contact form over on allisgeeks.com. Speaking of new things and taking some time, <laughs> Matt Warden and I are back on planning Protospiel Minnesota. So we are looking at doing that in January. 
And uh, we just got back from Protospiel, Milwaukee, and there was a fairly sizable amount of game designers there that were from Minnesota. Uh, and so we constantly had people coming up and saying, so I hear you want to, please do. You know, so there is enough interest just within, I think, Minnesota that we could potentially fill about half the space of what the, like the Milwaukee area did between the people that were there and the people that weren't able to attend, but want one closer. Get the two big ballrooms at uh, Holiday Inn and you're set. So we are looking at that. We're going to throw up a website here soon. Matt's already started kind of looking around for potential locations and all that good stuff. So we got enough feedback that we are definitely going to uh, pursue that and try to make it a thing. Please don't do it. It's a source. (laughs) Somebody already asked me that. I know. That's why I'm saying please don't. (laughs) And yeah, I think that's all I have for news as well. That is Geek News. With the tender. Yep. (laughs) All by yourself. Salad, little announcer, all by himself, with no support. <laughs>